y'all. I'm Jocelyn Scott, and you're listening to It's a Journey to Joy podcast, a podcast that journeys with you to joy. Let's go ahead and begin in prayer. Join me in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for joy. Thank you for the ways you have shown us and the ways that you will continue to show us. Open our hearts to be open to you, to receive your joy, to receive your goodness and your love. Lord, bless my words. Bless our hearts. Mother Mary, perfect this prayer and our hearts. Bring our hearts to your Son. In your name we pray, amen. name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. What is the stealer of joy? Now, if you're a Catholic or you know anything about the faith, it's pretty easy to pinpoint and be like, ah, the devil. He wants our joy. He wants our happiness. He wants our goodness. He wants our soul. (laughs) And if joy connects us to God, then he wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal what brings us joy because if that's going to connect us to God, then -uh, we can't have that. Well, in this podcast, I want to identify what those stealers of joy are, aside from just being the devil, but what ways he tries to steal our joy and how we can eliminate that or or have the right armor and protection and be able to fight against that. In this past week, for me, um, some of the ways that I've been able to find joy, but ways that it's also felt like it's been stolen from me is struggling with community um, I, I'm a military brat. I grew up living on military bases and traveling a lot. And it was super easy to make friends. Well, not really. It wasn't easy to make friends. Um, but then when I did, we'd move. And community was always something that was never super present in my life. And that kind of continued to impact me and um, be something I struggled with until even in, in my days now in adulthood. And it's super easy to feel defeated and feel like, God, you don't desire community for me. You don't desire good and um, have my joy stolen away in that. We are made for community. And and as someone who knows this, I, it can be easy to be like, wow, what the heck? Like, we're made for community, but I'm never going to have it. And every time I do, it's just going to be taken away from me. And it's super easy to be like frustrated and find no joy whatsoever in this process and in this situation. But in this past week, it was really neat to see that in the moments where I felt defeated, um, especially I I struggle specifically with finding community in sisterhood, finding um, good female friends. And it was just neat to see how um, in a, in a conversation my boyfriend and I had this past week, um, or in the past couple weeks is that, um, now that he's back in the country, cause we were long distance for a little while, he was in France and I was here in Ohio. Um, it's super easy now that he's back to be like, wow, this is great. I want to hang out with you every day. Um, and then it's funny because he'll have his guy nights and then I get all frustrated and mad, um, happy for him, but frustrated that I'm like, well, I want to hang out with friends or I want to hang out with them, but I know that they need their God time. And it just kind of reminds me on how, um, what feels to me is that I feel like I don't have those girlfriends. I don't have those people to go to like he does. Um, but it was neat to see how this week, um, that in the business, it can be easy to forget what commitments you have. And one of them happened to be that I had planned two separate, um, or have committed to two separate, or, 
have committed to two separate events where I'd be hanging out um, with different female friends of mine. And it just made me laugh because as I'm getting all down in the dumps and frustrated about it, um, God divinely appoints these times in my life where he's like, I got you. And I was able to find joy in that. But that's just kind of an example of something that often steals my joy and often makes me feel defeated um, and, yeah, separated and frustrated. And uh, But I was able to find joy in that. But let's I want to go deeper on, yeah, that topic of um, what steals our joy. So if last podcast I talked about how happiness is something that is fleeting, it's something that is good, but it's limited good, and it still leaves us longing, it still leaves us empty. And it's funny because the devil tricks us into believing that that happiness that we're presented with, that something that we think will make us super happy and filled, is truly that. Like, he makes it seem like this is the greatest good, but really it isn't. And, and it's really important to pinpoint those things or recognize what those things are. Now, one of the biggest things that helps in this area is A, realizing that God always has something greater for us, even, like I've said before, even better than the greatest thing we can think of for ourselves. So the best way that we can be, that we can receive this is to be open to receiving it. We can't receive something if we don't have our arms open wide um, to take in and bring it close to us. So that's the first step. Another thing is recognizing that evil disconnects us from that, right? It steals that away from us because evil is the absence again. So it's like putting your arms in like a circle in front of you and realizing that there's like a gap in there. And I I don't know, I have my arms like open right now, just looking at it. And it's like, oh, that's where like a hug could be. (laughs) And that's where like a person or something good should be. So it's like, imagine that, right? Where it's like, But in order to have the hug or to have something beautiful and great there, you have to open your arms first to then have the hug and then have something that fills that open space, right? So being open, but then recognizing sin is that opening, that that absence. But we have to open up to the goodness um, that only God can truly give. So that's the other thing is we have to be in tune with God. We have to be open to him and to turn to him, which means we have to avoid sin because sin is the thing that separates us. So that's whether that's going to confession or even before confession or even shortly after is just identifying what are those things that cause you to sin or what are your, you know, if you have habitual sins or things that you tend to do. So like recently I've been struggling with swearing a lot more often. Or even, like, I've never done this, but um, recently at work, like, I've been using God's name in vain, which I never do, but I've recognized that's a recent thing. And it was cool because in one of my last confessions, talking to the priest, and he was just giving me advice on, like, you know, going to the specific areas on where I tend to use his name in vain the most or to swear the most. And currently, that's at work. (laughs) I work in a restaurant, and it's very easy to swear. Um, And... In my case, I've, I've been noticing that it's been easy to use God's name in vain. And so it's, it's like identifying that place, identifying that area that you've been falling short or have been sinning. So again, disconnecting you. 
So identifying those things so that you can eliminate them and be open to God. Now, I want to strongly emphasize that, so life is a journey, but life in that journey, it is a fight. Like, the devil is out to get us. He he recognizes how good God is, and he's scared that we're going to recognize that too. And he does not want that for us, because if we recognize it, and we recognize how good that is, and we keep chasing after it, then we're going to be fully connected and like completely captivated by that and want nothing to do with the devil. So the whole point, the whole purpose, the whole drive that Satan has is to make things look so good. He's not going to present you with something that looks like crap because why would we choose that, right? So it's really, really important to recognize that there are things that look good, that look great, but truly aren't because that's that's what the devil's out to get us for is and get us with. And again, I've mentioned this in a previous episode is that God is the only way we can truly know. God is the only way. He's the way, the truth, the life, right? So he's the way to the truth and that is true, full life. So we have to be open to him and we have to protect this and he's going to be the one that protects us from the devil he's going to be the one who fights for us because there's only so much strength that we have on our own it's funny how um i is one i'm i'm learning that i like to be in control (laughs) and anyone who knows me that listens to this is probably laughing because they're like oh you're just finding this out Uh, but no i i love to be in control because as a perfectionist i think that my way is the highway and that I know how things go and I know how what the best thing is because it's also too is is being a military brat and having moved so often is you can become a jack of all trades pretty easy because you have to adapt and learn a whole bunch of things um, to get used to a new area to be able to adapt to the community there like whatever else right and so it's super easy for me to be like oh yeah like, I'm a jack of all trades. Like, I, I, I know a bit of knowledge of everything. And it can be easy for me to be like, you know, again, as a military brat, you have to really figure things out often on your own and, um, and be kind of pretty street smart. And, uh, and because of this, it can be easy for me to be like, oh, well, I've been figuring it out on my own all this time. That's funny. Um, so I can do it on my own. No, <laughs> it's, it's it's so funny to look back on my life in the areas that I thought I can do it. Then I fall straight on my face and then have to be reminded that um, I don't know anything and I cannot be in control. And um, and especially in those areas where I I yeah take control of my life and I try to be, you know, the one who thinks that they know everything and push forward and then. I get into this area where I rely on my own strength for so long that I get burnt out and I'm at rock bottom. And especially this year, it's, it's been interesting this year, I would say. My word of the year is receive. And <laughs> it's it's very interesting the role that has played, played this year, right? Because in this year in particular, I've had a lot of suffering, a very a lot of very big things that have happened this year that really looking back on it, I'm just like, holy cow, like how, how did I get through? 
so this past year, it's it's been interesting um, that a lot of bigger things have happened, a lot of bigger moments of suffering that um, have really just swept me off my feet and just really knocked me out for good, right? So last semester, um, early, earlier this year in the spring, um, yeah, I had something pretty pretty crazy happen, and it it took me out of school for two weeks. And um, and I was so frustrated about this because, again, as a perfectionist, you're all perfectionist about your grades and everything else, and I was so frustrated about this in every way. And I was really just shown that I need to sit back, let go of control, and just receive. Like, God has a way better plan than you can ever imagine. And and how I was able to see this in a specific example is um, in the two weeks that I wasn't going to classes, um, I would spend a lot of time painting. And just it was my favorite way to decompress. And while I was painting, I would paint in, uh, in the lobby of my dorm. And different people would pass by and they'd look at the paintings I've done. They're like, wow, that's really cool. And, and some of them were like, oh, can we buy that? And, and it kind of developed into, like, my own little story. It was kind of interesting. So I, I would paint, and I, from years previous, I had made some paintings into stickers, and so I set those out. And it was funny because for those two weeks, I developed to have this little, yeah, almost like my own little shop. And different people would come. They would either request a certain painting or whatever else. And, um, and, I, and I realized that I just loved it because it was a way for me to let out and decompress, but it was a way that I was able to, um, like I found joy in painting, but I was able to find joy in, um, those who bought, you know, the different paintings or stickers or whatever else. And they would receive so much joy because they found joy in whatever it was that they had chosen to buy. Um, or especially if they had chosen their favorite quote specifically or whatever else. And so it was so cool to see. And then what was crazy is like that was something I didn't plan at all, right? That was not something that was in my control. I was just sitting down, you know, choosing to to decompress and paint. And my dream came true. Like my I've I've desired for something like this. My dream was always to um be different, be unique and to bring joy to other people. Um but specifically I've always kind of um loved the idea of having my own like little shop. And I've, I've always wanted to, to do this, but I just being a college student, there was just no time, but God gave me the time. <laughs> and what was awesome is after that, I was given the opportunity to, um, have vendors at an event, um, in downtown Steubenville, uh, the town here in Ohio that I live in where, um, we have first Fridays and you can have different vendors and the street gets shut down. And, uh, and I was able to have a table there and sell my things. And I made like a decent amount. I was like, holy cow, like this is awesome. And it was so cool. Cause I, one of the things I, I created was a bunch of earrings and it was so cool to see how much joy people would have in buying these earrings. And, um, and it was so cool. Like my favorite thing is when I would bump into them later, say on like on Franciscan's campus or around town, and they'd be wearing those earrings and they would just light up and be like, oh, I love these. Like everyone gives me compliments or whatever else. Right. And it just was so cool to see that it brought them so much joy. And I was able to finally start something I've always wanted to start. And that was something that I had absolutely no control over. Um, God took such a low moment in my life that took me out of school that I was like, how is there any good in this? Like I was so mad. <laughs> 
and um and so frustrated with the situation and just was struggling to find the good in it and then not only that that so that inspired the shop um and then the money that I made at those tables um helped me to um to launch the website to pay for the website and to get all of this started like that's literally what has brought to life all of these things like none of this would have happened if it wasn't for that and it was just so cool to see and it was funny because um I've really struggled a lot with relationships and um, especially again, like I said, um, struggling with community. It was always tough to um, just have true and good relationships. And so I struggled a lot in my dating life and (laughs) it was a mess. And it was funny because I remember talking to my mom um, uh, one day and she was talking to me about how she can tell that it seemed like I was chasing after relationships. I, and, and, and that, for me, I found a lot of attention and love from dating relationships. And so I often chased after those rather than just normal friendships or whatever. And that just got me into a lot of trouble. And it just got to such a bad point that I was like, all right, I'm done. And it was funny because in that conversation with my mom, she said, the moment you stop chasing is the moment that God is just going to give it to you. Like, God is just going to present that with you. And that, that goes for, you know, this dating relationship you know, thing, but it also goes for any good in your life. The moment you stop trying to be in control and you stop trying to chase and you let God chase you and you be open to it, then that's the moment when the greatest good is ever going to come in your life. And not to be cringy and sappy, but that's, that's when, um, my boyfriend John had entered into my life and <laughs> and that's a whole funny situation and story in itself because I wasn't looking for a relationship. I, I hated relationships and I hated the idea of it. Um, and being in such a difficult and, and painful part of my life, because um, he entered into the picture not long after this bigger event had happened, and I had nothing to give. And that was my biggest problem in my relationships is I was always in a giving position to where I would date people or or try and get close with people that needed me. And and that just became, became something that was toxic because I would always chase after situations or people to where I could give and I was receiving what they had to give, which was only that they were happy or whatever else. Like they didn't they wouldn't fight for me, right? I wasn't being fought for. And it just was not a great situation. I kept chasing after really needy people that would make me feel needed and make me feel great. And it was just, a, it was a horrible situation. Um, and so struggling with this desire to give and give so that I can feel like I'm worth something was just so toxic, but that was stripped from me completely and completely out of my control when my relationship with John has started because I had nothing to give, but I so strongly felt God's love and true joy in this relationship, especially, I mean, not especially in the beginning, like all throughout, but specifically in the beginning when he chose me, even when I had nothing left or nothing to give. And that's how God works is he chooses you when you are open. So like, let's, let's picture this, for example, let's say you want to give something, right? So you have, you have this little package, you have this little gift in your hand and God's like, oh, that's beautiful. That's great. But I want to give to you. And like, you can have this perfect little gift and stuff like that. But the best gift that you can have is open hands. Because if you have something in your hands, 
he doesn't have a place to put down his ginormous gift for you. So, yeah, picture that. So it's like your hands are open and you have to set whatever you had planned or whatever you had put together down so that you can receive what God has to give to you. And if you, you know, Christmas is coming up pretty soon and, you know, there's all of, you know, gift giving or whatever else. And I'm sure as somebody, um, I'm sure you've given a gift to somebody before and, um, and the best moment when giving that gift is just watching that person's reaction when they receive it. And you're just, that's, there's so much excitement and, and joy in giving something to somebody else and watching them receive it. And that's all God wants. Like he wants to give to you so bad because when he gives to you and you're open to receiving it, that's again, where the joy comes in, that connection comes in and he gets you, which is all he desires. He desires you. So yeah, we have to be open to to receiving what God has to give to us. And again, that's where it ties into what steals our joy away is or what prevents us from receiving joy is when we are in control or when we try to package up this perfect little what we think is a gift or what we think is good and we put it in our hands and we're like, "Hey, this is great and we're holding it in our hands, but that's taking the space and that's in the way of the greatest thing that God wants to place in your hands. So again, we have to eliminate those things. Um, again, like I said, for me, whether that's recognizing, you know, the times that I'm swearing or the, you know, just different near occasions where I have sin, um, identifying those things so you can eliminate them and and then also being open to letting God fight for you because God is the only one that can fill you and that can completely fill every single area of that void where evil tried to to be. So again, being being open to it. And again, it's in it's evil as itself. Like it's evil altogether. It's not just sin. Like suffering and pain um, are also things that can steal your joy away, right? But again, noticing and recognizing that it's only an opportunity to receive joy. And I'm not saying that's easy at all. Um, it's, it's truly not. Like joy, choosing joy is a fight. It is a battle. It's something that isn't easy. But God so easily gives it to you and all you have to do is open your arms wide, like have your arms wide open. So let's go ahead and end this with a prayer. Um, Again, if God is the only way we can receive this joy, we can eliminate those things because he will help you. That's the other thing is he will help you identify that too because sometimes it can be difficult to be like what exactly is stealing my joy because we don't always see everything but he is the light he is the truth he is what can help you to recognize what those things are and help eliminate them from your life because if he knows that you desire good and you desire the true good then he's gonna be like all right let's let's step through this together in this journey to this joy to joy and to heaven, 
God is there every step of the way. That's again, through this podcast, I, I want to only be a vessel for God to speak through and for him to be the one that's walking you through this and to give you that joy and to help walk you through eliminating what those things are that steal the joy, what get in the way of joy and to help you be truly open. So yeah, let's, let's end in a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for fighting for us. Thank you so much for being our protector. Thank you so much for choosing us and desiring such good for us. Thank you for the ways you've helped us to recognize these truths. Lord, I ask in a special way for those of us who struggle to recognize that we're worth joy. Those of us who are really suffering right now and have a lot of things in our life that are stealing our joy away, that are stealing the things that bring us closer to you. I ask that in the name of Jesus, I rebuke all of those things, reject all of those things, send to the foot of the cross, send to hell all of those things that disconnect us from you. Mother Mary, wrap us in your mantle, hold us close, keep us safe, and guard us. Let's end in the St. Michael prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do that, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. May you be filled with joy this week. God bless.